You know, sometimes when you give someone a gift and, and there's sort of no real gratitude, there's not the real grace where they say, oh, thanks, you know. Uh, well, one of the little things about my family uh, that we used to always see around Christmas time and on my dad's birthday was a, a lack of thankfulness and a lack of grace. So my dad had a habit, bless his soul, obviously he's just died recently, but he had a habit that would say, if you gave him something, he'd always say, what am I going to do with this? Or, or something, uh, something worse. But uh, there wasn't a, a grace with the thankfulness that came. But uh, I just want to think of that for a moment when we consider thankfulness and our worship to God. Because uh, worship's an expression of thanks. And uh, on Sunday, like just gone, Pastor Pauline preached on thankfulness and we ended by writing down five things that we can be thankful for. And um, I've just got a few thankful quotes that I've found. If I can have that up, please. Uh, no, not there yet. Here, all right. Here we go. Feeling thankful... And not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Uh, appreciation is the highest form of prayer for it, it, pardon me, it acknowledges the presence of good where you shine the light of your thankfulness. So there's just a few things I wanted to um, get you to think about this morning is uh, that theme of being thankful. I want to publicly thank our ministry team this year as well. They've done a fantastic job. All our, all our workers and volunteers and helpers and all the people who are involved in the life of the church, all our servants, um, we just want to give you a really big thank you this morning from me that uh, you're not serving the church, you're not serving the pastor, you're serving Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So just want to thank all those people. But we better get on to a Christmas thing right now, I suppose. But uh, my title of my message this morning is When Jesus Went Missing from Heaven. Um, I'll just move along here. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. It says, Jesus... I'm just losing my, my tongue a bit here. Needed a Christmas drink in the morning, maybe. <laughs> no. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time... Some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. That's found in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. And you know, the title of my message is a little bit you know, tongue-in-cheek, but when Jesus went missing from heaven, uh, we don't know uh, how many were among the wise men. There's a tradition that there was three, but we really don't know how many. Uh, we don't know really where they were from, where they came from, or where they went. Afterwards, we don't know those details. But what we do know is they came to worship Jesus, the newborn king of the Jews. And they opened their treasures and presented them to Jesus. And one of the things that I believe that, is, that we miss sometimes in our thanking to God is bringing to him our treasure. And so over the next 12 months, I hope that you can discover your treasure, whatever that may be. And I think there's gifts and things inside of you that God has put there that you know, over the next 12 months, I hope that you can discover those things and start to present them to Jesus so that he can use that for his glory. So that's, a, that's just a, a, an extra thing there this morning. Um, but the wise men didn't come to see a baby. They didn't come to see a child. They came to see the king from heaven. 
who was now among men. That word, um, oh, I've just gone blank. Uh, God with us. How, what's that word? Amen. Emmanuel, that's him. That's him. He's not the guy who has the fruit shop at Stepney. Emmanuel means God with us. And that, that whole thing when Jesus Christ came and the wise men came is they, they were uh, prophesying, expecting this moment in history where God was going to come and be among men. When you think of that, it's an incredible concept to get our head around. But they'd recognise this greatest of revelation, that Jesus, the Saviour, was missing in heaven and he was now on earth. I just find that incredible because if Jesus was going to come in the physical, it means he had to be separated from the spiritual in heaven. So Jesus came to earth to sow himself, to die, to bring us eternal life. And it is a combination of grace and truth that we, that we preach about and that we talk about as believers in Jesus Christ. So truth is our world is full of sin. And to have a Christmas message without recognising the brokenness that we have and the need for a saviour, then we really miss a, a big factor of why we celebrate Jesus Christ. And grace is Jesus is here to save us from our brokenness, from our sin, from our sicknesses, from our diseases. Jesus Christ wants to be part of our life and we don't need to live with constant reminders of that because Jesus came so that he could cleanse us and forgive us and take us through into a glorious destiny and that's for everyone and while we don't find things like Christmas trees and reindeer mentioned in the Bible or even the need to celebrate Christmas we don't even actually have that in our Bibles but here is just something just a few thoughts what uh, I found Jensen Franklin he had to say this in his book Fear Fighters um, he says this I believe what the Bible teaches about the law of sowing and reaping and I believe Jesus' teaching about giving. He did not only teach giving, he gave us life to break the curse of sin over your life. And so when we think of Jesus coming in the flesh and wise men finding him and all those things that we read in this story of Christmas, we see that Jesus came to set us free. He came to give us something that we couldn't get on our own. And recognise Jesus not merely as a baby, but as the one who breaks every boundary, every bondage and every sin in your life. So when Jesus went missing from heaven, I, I, this, I'm just taking some licence here, but I think when Jesus went missing from heaven, Satan turned up in the courts of heaven and he, he had a look around and he, and he, he said, well, well, where's Jesus? Where has he gone? And he's shot down to earth to try and find Jesus. And he's thinking, he tells all the demons, go and find Jesus. I want to know where he is. Because if he's not in heaven, he's going to be somewhere else in this universe and I can't not know where he is. Shall I continue with the story? Sort of like everyone's asleep. And so he, he shoots down to earth and he, he's, the demons scatter everywhere looking for Jesus and this one sleazy demon comes back to, to Satan and he says, I found a baby in a manger in, in Bethlehem. And Satan says, you, that's not him, you dunkomf. <laughs> Slaps him across the, the head. But then he says, oh, hang on a minute. We'll kill all the babies in Bethlehem anyway. And we're, we're making a joke of a very horrible circumstance there. 
But we need to realise that, that Jesus Christ went missing from heaven and Satan did everything he could to try and destroy the purpose that God had to restore people back to right relationship with God. And, and we need to realise that that's the purpose of the church is to restore people back to the right relationship with God. And we can make church about all sorts of things and try and, try and complicate it and, and confuse ourselves and other people. But you know what? Our mission... Church uh, is to help connect people back to right relationship with God. And we do that through knowing who Jesus Christ is. I love John, the book of John, chapter 1. It talks about you know, the similar thing. It doesn't have a, a story of, of the birth of Jesus as such. But it said, the, fle- the word became flesh. That means Jesus Christ, the one from heaven who went absent from heaven and came to earth as a man so that he could point us to, to who God is. Then it also says, around about in verse 5, John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, the light, the darkness could not extinguish it. So I want to tell you today, you might be walking through a valley. You might be thinking, well, you know, my, my life has been set. I can't change who I am or what I've been dealt with in life. That darkness, Jesus Christ cannot, uh, you know, cannot extinguish his light. I want to fill you with faith this morning and fill you with hope that, that you have a purpose and a destiny that is greater than you could ever imagine. You've just got to let that light shine. So the darker the, the circumstance, the darker the night, the, the brighter Jesus will shine into that place. So when Jesus went missing from heaven, he was found on earth as a baby. Romans 14, verse 6. Could I have the musicians come back and join me? This is going to be quick this morning. Who praises God for that? <laughs> the other night we had our, a Christmas celebration last Sunday night and we were going to have dinner afterwards and I preached for so short that, that they weren't ready for dinner. But Romans 14, verse 6. It says, Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honour Him. Now, you might be thinking, but that's not even the real day when Jesus was born. No, we know that. It's, it's not about that. It's about those who worship the Lord on a special day, which we do today at Christmas. We also do it at Easter time and other days. We do these special days to honour Him. That's what it's all about. We're not saying that this is a, a historical day where, where Jesus was actually born. We can't even guarantee that. It's not even in the Bible that we do this sort of stuff. But I'm glad that we live in a country where we do have a special day that the church and believers can honour Jesus Christ and, the, and the, the recognition that he was born, that he did come to earth, that the word did become flesh and dwelled among us. Emmanuel, I remembered it now, God with us. So today is one such day when we honour Jesus Christ, the Saviour born. I choose to celebrate this day because I want to honour Jesus. It's a day to celebrate and it's a good day to reflect and to be thankful. I just pray that you have a wonderful Christmas today and that uh, the Holy Spirit may spark in something in you, enthusiasm for what God has in store for you. So I just want to pray if you can just bow your heads with me. I'd love to pray for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the reality that Jesus Christ came that he came as a baby. The word became flesh and dwelt among men. And Lord, you made a way that bridged the gap between 
our brokenness and our sin and the destiny we have in heaven because you gave your life so that we could have our life. So Lord, I just pray right now that over this Christmas day and the year ahead, that you may develop within us an appreciation of your word, an appreciation of what you want to do in our lives. And Lord, I pray for the gifts, the abilities, the gifts that you've put into us, that we may find them unlocked in 2016. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to sing one more song, but have a wonderful Christmas. I want you to go out of your way today to start being thankful and make that a habit in your life. And I know that uh, the Holy Spirit is going to do a great thing. I, I read something yesterday. I didn't write it down. I'll see if I can quote it correctly just before I'm done. It says, oh, no, I'm not going to do it justice. I'll, I'll, I'll muck it right up. So God bless you. I'll have a great day. I might bring it on Sunday if I can remember. Good on you. you stand to your feet and sing with us one more time this morning. Angels, we